Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV, on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benetora Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is Starting School Jitters, support for all those tears and fears. No matter how ready you and your child are for back to school or for starting a new school year, there are big emotions and big challenges. Your child hesitates at the classroom door, looks at you pleadingly, do I have to do this? Even when first days go well, week two or week three brings new surprises. It might be the transition to new teachers or a new classroom. It might be that the reality doesn't match what you expected. I have four moms at the square table with me today. Three are starting school for the first time, and one has an elementary age child in addition to a preschool age child. I have Beth Rosenthal, Erica Anderson, Logan Lorber, and Sarah Stern. Let's hear how the new school year is starting for them. Beth, you're the working mom who's making the big change from in-home care to a school setting. Can you describe the transition for us, for you and for Blake? Well, I think for both of us, and for my husband, obviously, it's a change because my husband and I both work in the home, but we have a nanny full-time with us because otherwise we couldn't get any work done. So being able to hear him outside my office door, being able to give him lunch, just that checking on him throughout the day to know that he's okay, um, that's the part that's a transition for both my husband and I um, because now it's dropping you off and not seeing you again until 3. And also he's not really a talker. So asking him questions and how was your day and what did you do and is not applicable right now. So that's a little difficult for us. Um, But knowing that he's in such great hands and being loved, we can see as if he were their own, is making it easier. So what is the big change for Blake? And how and how does he manage the how how does that how's that walk down the hallway when you're coming for drop off? <laughs> um, well, for Blake, um, the the change is because he's been one on one with a nanny. He's really been making the rules, and he is a very strong willed uh, little boy. So being told we're leaving the playground now and going somewhere else, or leaving the library. He gets very upset because he doesn't understand why he needs to stop when he's basically for two years been making the rules. So that part is is a transition and a change for him. And um, luckily, though, I can say that when we've been driving up, I thought it was going to be like getting the dog to the vet where they start, (laughs) you know, knowing where they're getting to and driving into the parking lot. He really has been okay. Um, 
I kind of, sorry, I, re, I relate, um, I just recently turned 40, two weeks ago, and I kind of relate, thank you, the same thing of giving birth and turning 40 and bringing him to school. The anticipation was probably worse <laughs> than the actual event. Because I'm an anxious person, I had all of these ideas in my head of how it was going to be, and he's not going to be okay, and is he even ready, and, um, but it's working out, I think, the way it's supposed I to. I know he's smiling all day in between those questioning eyes like where am I what does all this mean what am I doing here and is it really going to be as fun as you tell me it's going to (laughs) be but I'm I'm, let me just stop on that anxiety issue because we all know that anticipation feeling I think every one of us in this room is 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 what we imagine it to be versus what the reality is so Erica I'm coming to you next okay actually about the anxiety I think um, for me, my son Dylan had more anxiety than I did coming here. Yes. Then once he was here, he was fine, and it was the buildup to it. Like he would wake up in the morning, are you? Are we going to school? And like freaking out, and the whole drive here, he would be very, very anxious, and it seemed like I was doing the wrong thing by bringing him here. Yes. Feeling one, like you're doing the wrong thing. Yes. That's a but big one. In the back of my mind, I kept saying, I know this is the right thing for him because once we got here. He was happy. He was happy. And for me, I was more sad <laughs> to leave him because I've been with him He's for your almost He's three your years yeah. alone, you know, <laughs> taking care of him day in and day out. It's like you've so, left a part of yourself. Yeah. Like hanging like over a cliff somewhere it sometimes, is. I think. So and also he's very vocal now at his age and he tells me everything. So it's in a way it's better because he gets to come home and tell me, you know, how he's feeling, but then also it's it's sad to like hear him like, well, I really missed you and I love you so much. And it just pulls on my heartstrings to like hear him vocalize how he feels. That you've given him the ability, the insight, the words. Yeah. Um, and that he can now put all those pieces together. And it's not, it's not like this easy, like, oh, this, you know, we say to kids all the time, use your words as if somehow they can pick this, this description out of thin air. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a does. very complicated process, <laughs> and, and especially for our boys whose language is still is still evolving for them. Yeah, yeah, um, so much. But now I'm going to jump to Sarah because you said the thing. Was it you who said it before we turned on the mic, or was it Beth? Um, that they're cog- what they Sarah go for it. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> she nodded. No, I my son is uh, six years old, and he's been through the preschool and the program, and now. It's interesting because it's sort of just, it gets better, but it still manifests itself differently, if you will, as far as jitters, anxiety, transitions, so on and so forth, new adventures. And um, for me, with Cade, who's six in first grade, you know, as a boy, and I just think as his personality, his emotional, his emotional maturity is naturally as a boy but you know less than if you will his intellectual and cognitive understanding so when he's has some kind he understands he has to go to school he understands like this is all that but there's still that emotional um, discrepancy I guess if you will so you think that oh he's six he understands this that the other he knows to read he like all of these obvious things but yet there's an emotional discrepancy and immaturity that really, it almost confuses you yes. as to 
you know, because you, you say they know, they, right, understand, they understand, but they've they got it. Don't but really they don't. It's not integrated in that deep right. way. So two things I know about boys, um, and and that is that first of all, in, in terms of the language response, boys can take twenty seconds longer than girls to answer a simple question. So there's always this <laughs> delay, and you know it with your husbands. You know right. when they answer it tomorrow, and it's like <laughs> really like <laughs> yeah. I mean it. There's it, it's this. It's it's not that easy to get thoughts into language. It's not that easy to to be expressive, to be articulate, and to have that emotional um, literacy. Right. Second. The other thing we know from all the research on boys is they are more vulnerable than girls. Um, that their emotional life is, um, is, is softer and mushier. And whether that's something we, we, it's, that comes from our culture, that we like toughen them and we want them to be um, harder on the outside or just go forward. But there is this vulnerability that they need more hugs, they need more gentleness they need more soft spots and um, you know whether that's biological that women mm-hmm. somehow you know are going to save the species I don't know <laughs> but there <laughs> there is a difference with boys and girls that said there's also the early childhood component that will also be true for girls and that is that putting that all those areas of development together heart mind soul body is a, is is the integration of all up till 8 years old at least that we need to be patient to give them time to to process to understand and to own these experiences for themselves well, i think the confusion too is as they get older you know um you, it kind of goes back to that discrepancy between emotional and intellectual maturity is that as a going into first grade, like he con, he conceptually understands that he has to go to school. This is part of his job. Whereas a three-year-old or a two-year-old, they kind of really don't know what's happening. They have to I live remember, the routine uh-huh. in right. order to understand. And I it. remember dropping, she's now three, but when my our daughter first started at two, She's very independent. She's this tiny but mighty little thing. And she, even in Mommy and Me and the separation, we're like, oh, she's not going to be a problem. Well, we dropped her off. And the first, I think, day or two was fine. And then she all of a sudden realized, wait a minute, you're leaving me here? And, like, that was just not okay with her because she did not tell me that. that She was not okay with that. That was not under her... And um, the control issue right. of a two-year-old is big, big, big. It's like, look, if I choose it, it works. If you choose it, I'm sorry. There's right. no way I can easily comply with that. But the thing that I was saying is that, you know, the interesting thing is is that two and maybe even three, they don't necessarily understand why they're going here, right? So it kind of makes a little bit of sense why they would have that um, insecurity and unsure feeling. Whereas as they get older... Again, even going into kindergarten or first grade, my son will tell you it's my job to go to school. Aww. Like he understands that, but it doesn't take away the fact that it's still a new thing. It's and still the a, deep thinking children right. are going to connect things that you can't even imagine connecting. Right. So when he's worrying about fire drills and fire right. alarms, who knows all of the factors that are in there? And I've seen children at three put a piece of a puzzle together in terms of an idea six months later. Like, Mom, I was worried about that that happened six months ago. And you're like, what? Like, we were fine six months ago. 
But that processing can take that long. I want to say one more thing about early childhood and this contradiction between thinking and feeling, and then I'm going to come to Logan, whose boys are easy with the transition, but that doesn't make transitions easy for you so or, or for, the, for all of you. And, and what I want to say is the pluses and minuses of being, the, being younger versus older, and that is at two and most of early childhood, you live in the moment. So when a teacher is hugging you or you see an exciting story being told, you're like, oh, that's cool. And they are so present in the moment that everything slips away until that transition time. And then, and I saw that even in our class with those, with those, those three transitions we make in our class, we never did the separation uh, we never ended a separation before sep before a, a classroom transition because we wanted them to make those transitions with that moment where they would look around the room and go, what? You're putting the toys away? We're getting ready for circle time? We're getting ready for snack? Where's my mom? I think I need somebody. You know, when they are in their flow, they're not thinking of you. But the, then there's they experience that black hole of, huh? Wait a second. Now I can now I can look at myself playing, and I realize something might be missing. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the goldenness of, I will love the t if that teacher I am with and those children I'm with are loving and fun and secure, then that is my world, and that's and and they can be all in in that too. So it's very contradictory. Okay, so Logan, tell us about your boys and tell us how this first week has felt for you. Um. Well, I did separation twice. <laughs> not because just they, because yeah, it was not fun. because they needed it at all. I mean, they didn't cry once the first time. It was more for me. <laughs> and um, this first week, excuse me, they're twins. Yeah, twin okay. boys. They're um, they were two in March, and um, I I have anxiety about. It. I still call it mommy and me. So when they wake up in the morning, they're like mommy and me. They're really excited to come here, so it makes me happy. But maybe you want to change that word now. <laughs> well, I, I say mommy and me turned into school. Okay. But, like, I still say mommy and me because they, I don't know. It just might be confusing to them. I just feel like. There's no reason it's know. not even confusing, but maybe it'll work. Yeah. Maybe better for you to put the right word with it. Probably. <laughs> okay, so again, but that, but, but again, it shows how yeah. deep. Now, and, and here's what I will tell you, because her boys are so easy and so yeah. fun and so independent. Like, I really didn't know that this would be hard for you. I, I didn't know. So I, I just, I, I, I'm comfortable with you and I'm comfortable with Amy and for me, it's the new teachers, right. and, you know, I mean, they get along with, I mean, today, Jet walked in the class, he went up to the table of the other kids, and he's like, hey, guys, <laughs> I'm like, so right away, you just, you know, and Cash is like, I'm going to go wash my hands, because he knew that's, that's the what that's you do, mm -hmm. and it just, that makes me happy, but it's just the unknown, and for me, and I'm just happy that this place is so great, that they want to come here. Okay, and I, and I don't want to put you on the spot, so you can choose how to answer this. Um, but can you put into words the kinds of things that have given you pause? Um, and again, and the reason I'm asking is because, um, like you said, I, you know me and Amy. You know our room. You know the predictability, the safety of all that. And I know when you go into the new room, it's like, hmm, not... It's not, it's not exactly what you, somehow it's different. And so, and I don't think that there's anything wrong out there, but I think what happens is you've 
it's how you're expressing your um, disconnect to like, no, 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 no. Like really, it's not what I expected. I don't know if it's about the room. It's probably something. I don't think it's yeah. in the same way that I don't think a conflict with t- with kids is about the toy. It's about the the the, the challenge, the yeah. the emotions. So I don't and, and again, we won't hold you that there's something wrong out there, but I think I want everybody out there to know sometimes what you think isn't really what is the issue. It's it's but, it's right, the change. I, yeah, it's definitely the change. I mean, at first I was like, "Oh, this room seems a little bland or boring and they're going to be bored and then you know maybe the teachers aren't what I expect you know but what do I expect I mean every teacher is different and maybe this teacher I have to like rethink you know this teacher will give them that and this teacher will give them something that and I think the other kids in the classroom will work with them also to give them what maybe the teacher's not giving them and so I just have to like talk myself out of it but and you don't have to do that alone. You can do that yeah. with friends. You can do yeah, that even do. with with the director, with the teachers. I mean, you can say, this is what's going through my mind. And they'll be, oh, really? It's okay. Let me tell you how you can be reassured. So, I mean, luckily you said it to me because I want everybody out there who's listening to know it's, it's the old um, affirmation, don't believe everything you think. Because if you look and you go, well, it's bo- your kids would never be bored. Never, <laughs> and I know right? that the challenges that are coming in the weeks, months, year ahead are going to be so engaging, so exciting, so challenging in age-appropriate, fun discovery ways that I can reassure you and go, oh, give us two weeks, give us three weeks. Give us, you know, I'm going to remind you in December what you said to me today because it's your journey. And with the teachers, it's also the journey of building a relationship. Well, that makes all the difference, too, with the transition. Mm-hmm. Like in your class at the beginning, he, I mean, he would hysterical cry the entire time. And then the relationship with you and Miss Amy is what changed everything. He would come home and talk about you guys like he loved you. So, and he wanted to come back. Yeah. And I think if he didn't have that relationship with you, it never would have worked. So, of course, it, you know. I think a lot of it's, it, um, I'm remembering. I'm, well, it's not even a remembering because I'm still going through. But in regards to what you said, Logan, it's interesting because, because um, you know, I think maybe what you're feeling, if maybe I can verbalize it, and I don't know 100%, but only because I continue to be there. But my biggest thing especially as your kids go into regular school, which is very different, although we're very lucky to be where we are, um, is I remember thinking this person, this teacher doesn't know all the little things about my child. Mm -hmm. And is she going to get it? And is she going to understand? And is she going to appreciate his idiosyncrasies and get him? And... I get chills really thinking about it because where he is now, I don't know if we've just lucked out or if it's truly, I just think that teachers are truly just amazing people because Mm -hmm. here and as they get older, we're the ones who aren't used to it. um, And we're the ones who are like, oh, does she understand him? Does he understand her? Will he get that she's quiet but mighty? Will she understand that he has all these fears? So... Essentially, what ends up happening is 
is that just as we walked into family time and we're like, who are these people? Because I remember distinctly walking into family time and I didn't know. And they eventually take to them. And then when we moved into the... You didn't know? You had a doubt? What? Well, yes, I did because you don't know. It's the unknown. And then... Miss Karen and Miss Amy get them, and she gets the kids. And then what's great about here is that transition. And even if you don't have the separation or, like, you didn't do the separation, like Beth said, the teachers here are so in tune to your children that I can only say, as having been through it, they will get them. And they will, in a healthy way, figure out their needs and their desires. And not only will they figure them out, but they will help to not solve every little problem, but help them solve their well, problems. Because the children become a partner, a real collaborator, and then helping the teachers understand them. Yeah. And then and what's going to happen the, the following year is you're going to have these same feelings because it will be a little yeah. different because you'll have been in the school, so you'll know, oh, this is the threes teacher. I've seen her around, or I've seen so-so. And then the real fun begins is when you get to elementary school, and all of a sudden, I mean, I remember I didn't have the teacher's phone number, email, like the first week. And I'm like, my head is spinning. Does she know that he's this? Does she know that he's that? And I have to tell you, it's funny because I ended up being very good friends with my son's kindergarten teacher. And as he went into first grade, I was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. here we go again. Mm -hmm. And you know what? They truly, and I mean, it may not be with everyone, but I think you kind of have to trust in the fact that these people, you know, teachers, you know, they're so underappreciated for what they do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they they get them. And I they don't do care what anybody <clears throat> says about academics and standards and all of the paperwork, every teacher out there knows social emotional curriculum. Right. Every teacher out there is there because and I hate the cliche but because they really, truly love children, yeah. understand 100%. development, right. and want to create those relationships. Because imagine, remember what teachers feel at the end of the school year. It's it's mind-boggling. Right. So I want to go to trust. Go ahead, Beth. No, I was just going to say, to piggyback off of that, you know, as we've all gone through school and things, um, you know, I think sometimes we meet our teachers or our children have teachers who might not be our first choice or we might have different expectations, but something that... I was taught by my mother growing up was this is life and this is the real world and you're not always going to get what you want or what you think. I mean, think about, I think as a working person, I don't like everybody I work with, but I respect everybody I work with. And when a child has that experience of knowing how to manage different personalities, I mean, there will be that teacher that gives a look that they never saw at home and they're like, what? That teacher's mean. I don't like that teacher. <laughs> I don't like that right. teacher. Right. And and when they realize, yeah, but you know what? She's hard on the outside, but mush on the inside. Now I know something about myself in the world that I didn't know before. Right. And you have to learn as to, we adapt. to adapt because right. the world that we live in, especially today, is not Going always to the nicest you. place. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, it's hard for me to think, but you know, I don't I want him to realize that. This is not the, being in this school isn't really going to be the real world for him. No. Sadly. I, but, but it doesn't have to be. We don't want early childhood you know, to be the real right. world. We but, want it to be know, that magical place where all children are unique. All children right. are, are valued, treasured, cherished, honored for their individuality. And that we all know exactly how to adapt and create those experiences. Which we will, I promise. But... But it doesn't mean that each teacher will be your favorite. I mean, how many teachers 
when you look back at your life, were special. And if every teacher, go ahead. <laughs> Can't think of many. No, I'm just kidding. I think if you had one or two, no, I had one. Or two. I went to a lot. You know, so 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 just that little point of reference. I mean, yeah, and some were like. <laughs> Some of you just got Some great stories. <laughs> so again, not in early childhood, but yeah. that 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 idea that school is supposed to be perfect, it never is perfect. There are no perfect schools, but the relationships, the communication that you have with your teachers, with your staff, with the administrators, you know, who are, who will truly collaborate and listen with you, no that matters. Um, but it's 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 always. Um, it's problem solving and it's and it's listening and it's trusting. So that is a really good point though that Beth brought up that that you can't and I told Karen this a long time ago that you come to this realization that as much as you want to fix everything and make everything like this perfect little box, you can't. And actually I'm realizing you don't want to do that because that causes your child to basically become an adult who can't cope and who can't adapt. And I mean, I similar, but again, you know, you don't know who you're getting here. You can maybe, you know, you know, everybody kind of knows everybody. Well, when you get into that elementary school setting, you you can't request a teacher. You can't request who's in your class. And my words to my son were, you may or may not, he would say, is so-and-so going to be in my class? I said, I don't know. But if he's not, you'll make new friends. And lo and behold, you know, he does. And I think it's harder for us. Mm-hmm. I truly, truly, truly believe it's the, that. It's the ultimate letting go. It's right. such a big letting go. And I, I, I just want to say, because what you had, or somebody had said something about when they walk away. My husband this morning said, or last night said to me, because he drops our son off three times, two, two times a week, and he said to me, when I watch him go into school, it's like a part of my heart is just walking mm. into school. And I said, have you never heard the <laughs> phrase, having children is like having, having your heart walking mm-hmm. outside of your body? And of course, you know, to him, he's not heard that. So he's like thinking this this big realization, <laughs> right? And I'm like, so, you are so insightful. Oh I love really it. So let's talk scary. about dads for a second. Um, so, so your husband feels it with the children and he feels the pride, but also the vulnerability. Beth? Um... <laughs> I don't know. I feel that I'm extremely blessed, and I think things happen for a reason. Um, My husband is 13 years older than me, um, and an unfortunate situation happened but led him to start working from home, which, unfortunately, his business partner had passed away, so he started working from the house, which at the time was absolutely devastating. But in a way, as I say, things happen for a reason, and because of me giving birth to Blake and working full-time and having a c-section and needing his help and those type of things having my husband in the house um, and working for himself has just been incredible um, and Blake is I would say obsessed with him um, they he, have a beautiful they have a beautiful relationship and again I don't know if it's because he's an older father I don't know if it's his personality I don't know if it's um, I don't know all the above, all of the above but um, he is an incredible, incredible father. And I think um, because of the father I grew up with and the older brother I had, 
um, I had an expectation because my father was involved and a wonderful father, and my brother was an amazing older brother for me. So, um, yeah, so I, I had I have an expectation of men and um, an experience with men that unfortunately a lot of women have not had. Um, I don't think, you know, most men are not good. I think the opposite, and that was that's been my experience. So I had an expectation of a husband, and he has just exceeded every expectation um and I just feel so blessed and so so happy for Blake that he gets to have this experience but that close bond is is part of and this is something I see with with the new dads out there Um, my separation world is different with dads because it's like the bond is just there's something different it's like you guys just made my job like 10 times harder because you are so close to these children, and I honor and respect that. How's he feeling this week? What are his questions? I haven't seen him on campus. So <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny. Last night, um, John has been so involved at, for the last two years because with my job and everything. And so I actually said to him last night, I took off work this, this whole week so I could get Blake to school and I, we were supposed to be moving, but at any rate, and I said to John last night, it has been so nice for me to be just a mom this week. Mm-hmm. I really haven't had that experience in, in almost two years. John has really been the mom because I have such pressure with work. And so John took him to family time almost every week and I always think to myself it had been called mommy and me (laughs) I don't know if he would have been as comfortable but he never I said to him the first are you sure you're okay you're like the only dad in there these women are breastfeeding their kids on the (laughs) the babies on the side John is is like oh god and but that's my husband he's comfortable and he's not a talker so um, it's hard for me to um, pull at him as to how he is feeling, but yesterday he did text me because Blake was here the entire day till 3, and he's like, I feel like an empty nester. I don't know what to do with myself. Um, and he was, I think, a little jealous that I was taking him all week. <laughs> sure. He's like, do you need me to take him tomorrow? Uh-huh. I was like, no, I really have enjoyed being a mom this this week. Um, and he's like, well, don't get used to it. I oh, it. And I just love that transitions and new beginnings are that much more complicated because both parents are so hardy and, and hands-on. Yeah. How about dads? How are they feeling about this process? Well, for me, my situation is a bit different. Yeah. Um, my husband is gone for most of the summer for work. So that transition we do in May where he leaves and um, only comes home for a couple of days every month and... So it's been hard for him, regardless of school, throughout Dylan's life, to leave him and come back to essentially a different child. And it oh. makes your you know, and your your school experience different because you are sort of solo. Yeah. In that and, and, and your and, and your buddy. Right, yeah. and that's why Dylan's so attached to me. I think as well because it's always me and him. Yeah. It's making me cry. Okay. But um, yeah. So it's hard. Yeah. He's gonna rock it. So the, one other thing I want to ask about, and that is, you know, my whole deal is, is the trust. Trust yourself that, that you're get, you, you, 
that you've made good choices, that you've prepared them, that you've done all you can do up to this point. Trust your children. Trust your children to know how to build those relationships, how to, how to express what they need, even the nonverbal, even the children who might be too frustrated or confused to be able to articulate it. They have a way of telling us and showing us exactly what they need and where their strengths and interests lie. Mm -hmm. And then trust the teachers and the school. But that's the big one because I think it's as hard as when you, you know, if you weren't um, sharing parenting from day one, you know, the idea of trusting even dad. (laughs) <laughs> the first time he did something different than you did it was like wait a minute you're doing it wrong yeah. wait a minute like it took me a long time to figure this out and now you've just blown it <laughs> that dynamic repeats itself every time you open your family to the next layer so um and so what beth had said when we first opened was he can't tell me what's going on in his day and so you might get a couple pictures you might be getting phone calls you getting these reports but it is this black hole, this unknown. What do you know about their day, their experience, and how do you fill in the gaps, and what do you need from us to do more? Logan. <laughs> I asked Dylan what they do all day. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they're all together. No, um... Um, how do you, how do you, okay, so let's say you're looking at the black hole, the, you know, I dropped off this morning, the teachers were talking to that other child, that other family, and I'm making this up, you didn't say this to me, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but you're like, I'm walking in the room, I don't know if they, they, I don't know if they're seeing us, I don't know if they're hearing us, I don't know if they're responding in the way that I need them, or my boys need them, how, how are you, how do you? Well, I feel like they're accessible, like I can call them anytime. Um, I mean, I'm sure I could go in the, I mean, open door so I can go in and talk to them anytime. And, I mean, it's, I also tell myself it's only three hours. Okay. So it's not, you know, and in that three hours, I'm having a snack. Camp. It's <laughs> not sleepaway camp. It's not sleepaway camp. like it. <laughs> I'm already Good. thinking about that. No, but I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm away. Because this no, is skill like, building for you. Like, right. how do I manage the the unknowable black hole that is my that that this is my boys have a new world that's yeah. theirs and that's priceless, but I'm not in it. I just as long as they're having fun and they're you know learning and, and they, they want to come here. Yeah. So I think that helps with them. Like I I mean I would feel better if Dylan had a twin because they ha- they always have each other and, and you're with them up, though. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm saying, like, growing up, I I mean, I'm one of eight kids, so I always was around my brothers and sisters, and knowing that I had them, I mean, they're my best friends, so, you know, I think it's wonderful that they have each other, and it's probably helping them a lot. And how do you manage the black hole, Erica? How do I manage the black hole? (laughs) The unknown, what you don't know about his day? I I mean, I manage, I, I don't know. He, I, there's not much I don't know about his day, because he just does not stop talking now. Good. So, and he'll, like, go back to thoughts and at night, like, when we're laying down to bed. He needs to have his conversations and mm-hmm. go over his whole day. And, and like I said, he'll, he would talk about you guys throughout the day. Okay. Like, are we going to see Miss Amy? And then once I told him he was going to big boy school because he doesn't cry anymore, he said, oh, well, can I go in the crying classroom and see <laughs> Miss Amy? Sweet, sweet. So he kept, like, he, he relates back to his day. All the time. And there's a really great 
heartfelt tip to take with you, and that is whether it's the 10 minutes at bedtime, whether it's the car time, there needs to be time when you're just there to catch. There needs to be the unfilled time so that stuff can percolate up. You know, Dylan's a talker, but every one of them will bring things Only up. around me. If he's around, he, it's like people don't even know he talks. I'm Love like, it. you don't understand. Love it. He does not stop talking to me. So it's, it's, it's reassuring to know that he can voice what he feels now. I love it. Big difference. Beth, how do you manage the black hole? The well, new black hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm somebody who historically just doesn't care what people think about yeah, I mean, I don't mean that in a in a negative no, I way. Love it. I just mean that if you th- like to my doctors or to his pediatrician, I'm gonna ask you a hundred question, and if I if you think I'm annoying, then that's fine. But this is who I this am. This is what I need. This is what I need, and I'm just very comfortable in who I am. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But I'm insisting on that respect. Yes, and yeah. that's what that's how I am with everybody around me. So you either love me or you hate me, but. So I've, I tell people from the beginning, and I told his teachers, and so people might think, oh, well, if you're the director's daughter, you're going to have uh, that. But I've made it very clear that I don't want to be treated any differently than any other child, and I don't want my son being treated any differently. It's extremely important to me. Um, so I go through his teachers. I don't go to my mother um, because that's what I feel is appropriate and what I want. So I will ask a hundred questions. And as I told them the first day when I met them, I'm an anxious person and this is what I'm going to need. They've and already had my kid in me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're good. I mean, this is I true need story. somebody to sit with him at lunch because he doesn't self-regulate and he'll put an entire pan full of things in his mouth. And I'm obsessed about choking. It's my thing. I I, I let everybody know my business. I don't, I'm very transparent in that way. So this is who I am, and you're just going to have to deal with it, and I'm very respectful, and I'm appropriate, and I'm professional about it, but you're, this is who I am. So I will ask as many questions, and I don't care. If I love it. You don't Fearless need to tip yeah, number two. Be yourself, yes. and, 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 and really bring us yourself, because we can't make you feel comfortable help your child be a part of your family if you don't give us that. Love it. Yeah, I mean, she pretty much spoke. (laughs) That's me, basically, to a T. Um, You know, I, both of my children were pretty verbal from the get-go. Did I have, like, a play-by-play? Not necessarily. Um, It's interesting with, with, I'm trying to remember back to Kate, I mean, like, Beth said, I mean, I would get the reports home. I would speak to him. Um, Nighttimes are always, even to this day as a first grader, really? like that's, yep, it Still always, it's their, it's their time. It's almost as if they need some time to process what happened throughout the day, and the nighttime is when it kind of flows out. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a really, or dinner time, whatever it is, it's a really important time, and that's when I find I'll get the most. Because if I ask him when he gets in the car, what did you do today? It's like, I'm tired. Yeah. Done. So, um, but it is it is really an unnerving kind of feeling because you don't know exactly what they did. But but what I guess I my biggest overall thing is is as I believe Logan said, I know she's happy to come here when she when when Kyler wakes up and says I have school today and like last year she only went three days a week and every Tuesday I go to school today mm-hmm. and I would be like no not today I mean. She wouldn't be wanting to do that if she wasn't enjoying herself. So, you know, 
I didn't necessarily know, did you learn your colors? Did you learn your shapes? Did you learn your numbers? Um, I trust the process and I know that that's going to come and that's going to happen. Uh, my overall comfort, I suppose, in dealing with the black hole was their overall feeling with as I come through here, as I walk through the halls. I see she's happy. I see, you know, that she's confident. And she talks about, you know, her friends. And sometimes I get things out of left field that I'm like, somebody said what? You know? <laughs> and my inclination would have been to email the teacher and be like, you know, she said that so-and-so told her she's small, right? Because she actually really is small. And with my son, I probably would have delved into that. And I'm learning that, you know, she, she, she I'm less concerned about because she'll be like, I'm not small. Mm-hmm. Now, with my son, even now, he'll t- he told me yesterday somebody didn't, you know, play with him at recess or he played by himself. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I got to go email the teacher. Why is he playing by himself? Mm-hmm. Like, this is ridiculous. But then I stopped and I waited to hear the rest of his story. And as the day and everything progressed, you know, oh, James and I this and so-and-so and I this. Mm-hmm. and I, So I was like, okay, because if it's a real issue and they're having a real struggle or they're having a real problem, you're going to know about mm-hmm. it. It's going to, you know, my son, you're going to know about it. And um, it will manifest itself and it's something you're going to know. So I trust that if there's anything in particular that I really must know, that I'm going to know. And otherwise I go by their, their overall sense of, you know, doing and seeing and feeling because like I said even in first grade I mean he speaks perfectly obviously thank god but I don't get a play-by-play of everything and you know I get what I feel is important you've given us the wisdom of that perspective I thank you right what he thinks is important okay so the wrap-up is always the same what I want you to do is imagine the year ahead for you thinking of like where you are now and how you've got this You, you are strong, powerful, resilient, and your children are starting a new journey that has a lot of unknowns and uncertainties. So I, I won't go round robin. I'll let you just pick who wants to go first. How have you got this? Well, I think for me, um, I'm so excited uh, for Blake for so many reasons. Um, also because we're moving closer and um, just making new friends and for me to make friends and um, I'm just so excited for him and I also know that this is just the beginning of so many new chapters Mm -hmm. for him and it's really a new beginning for for my whole family um, in so many ways so I'm just I'm super excited and I also know that um, your kids pick up I'm a therapist and your children pick up on everything so you really have to be cognizant and I have to check myself more than anybody that they pick up on your energy and your attitude and if you're not going to be positive about things then they're certainly not so I work on that and I'm just I'm very truly excited so you're gonna so taking care of yourself while you're there for them who else how have you got this I just think trusting the process you know and and saying that you trust, you've chosen to send your children to a place because you obviously felt something here. So believe in it. Believe in the place, believe in the process. Believe that you, I mean, you've given, he's your buddy, right? But like, and I'm not saying that to make you upset, but no. like <laughs> you've, the fact that he can do this says a, a ton about you, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, and, and it's half a day maybe. And by the way, <laughs> even when they get, even it seems like a really long time, but 
even when they get to elementary school, it's, it's like 1, 32 o'clock, and you still have the whole day. Just remember that. And they so, come back and have a whole new world to share with yes. you. Right, and it's that's like, what I wanted for him because right. I didn't want to be his only world. Exactly. So I want him to have different experiences throughout the day. I want him to have friends. I want, he's mostly been around adults his whole life, yeah. so which hearing, isn't bad because it makes him, you know. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I also want him to have wow. friends and and have different experiences without me always there. I I think that's important for anybody. And keeping and this, that in mind that you're giving him that yeah, is good to the help sooner get the better us through because, it. <laughs> you know, I mean. So I'm, exciting. I'm excited. So you got this. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> I got I this. Got <laughs> the transition class helped me. I got this. I saw how he went from crying and, and meltdowns and leaving to, what's on the other side. Yeah, to yeah. actually like yeah. liking school. So Tears are okay. Yeah. I also think the trust that they'll have in you will will come even bigger. Yes. Mm. Because the more, you know, they're like right now it's only an hour and a half, but then it's going to be three hours, and then mommy still comes back, and they'll be like, okay. So that even makes it, you know, even more important that it's they true. can be gone longer, and yeah. then like mommy always comes back. They've and that you're sending to them to a safe you. place. Right. 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 They know you're not like. putting them somewhere yeah. where. You wouldn't send, you know, a dog to or, you know, you... It's even bigger. Absolutely. Thank you all so very much. I'm so happy to watch your experience this year. So wait, we just turned off the mic and Sarah has a text from her husband. Here it is. We have awesome kids. We really do. When I bring him to the door, I just watch him walk in. He's amazing. There you go. It's all good. And you got this. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and the Follow for the song Listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.